Uh, and I told Ralph, I said, I wish we could do more on a monthly basis. It's, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you, when you multiply it times 18 years or 17 years, it adds up. And so it's that consistency. And so, uh, tonight, uh, they're going to share with us and actually got a little video. And let me throw this out to you. Uh, they're, their ministry team there in, see if I can say, Prakon Chai Church in Prakon Chai, Thailand, right? I've actually been there. I ate a cricket. You, when you go, you have to eat crickets. Uh, they make you do that over there. So I rode an elephant. What else did we do? I can't remember. Uh, we just had fun. Uh, but uh, their worship team put together a CD. Now, they wanted you to know this is not professional, uh, in fact, Ralph is on the CD, and so I know it's not professional if Ralph's singing on the CD, but you got to get it just to hear Ralph sing, and it's $5. It'll give you a little taste of what it sounds, plus you'll get a little video, uh, but everything goes towards their, what, what uh, the building, they're building a new building, building a thousand-seat sanctuary. Uh, they've outrun their, uh, they've outgrown the facility they're in, uh, and they're continuing to grow, so... So if you'd like one of these tonight, at the close of this service, uh, with no fanfare, uh, if you'd like to be an extra blessing to them, uh, you can do so. Uh, at the close of this service, we'll just have an offering bucket somewhere. And if you want to be a blessing to them, just make your check out to COTR North and right on there, uh, Thailand, and we'll make sure uh, they get that. We're going to give them a blessing, pardon me, tonight from our missions uh, budget, so but if you'd like to be an extra special blessing to them, and these folks are faithful. And so uh, with no further ado, I want to introduce Ralph and Annie Dryden to you, and you just welcome them. Let them know you love them tonight. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> I got on new shoes, and they're, they're real long things. They look like boats or something. And first time I ever wore these. <laughs> Do they? Okay. Well, I feel better now. <laughs> good evening to everybody. It's so good to be back once again uh, to Church in the Rock North Beaumont. And thank you, Pastor Sam and Beverly. And you've been great friends to us. And uh, for many years, even before we went to Thailand, we knew you guys and were part of the ministry of Church in the Rock, and thank you guys for being such great friends, and thank you for being faithful to us as giving every month, like Pastor Sam said, if, when you give and it comes in the bank every month, it's uh, and you know it's going to be there, it's a blessing. There's some that give every now and then, and they give, and sometimes they don't, and sometimes they do, and uh, that's good, we like it, but when they give, but when they don't, we're like, huh? <laughs> but... But with you guys, it's always been there every month. So we thank you very, very much. And, and thank you for giving to the church so Pastor Sam can give. And uh, everything that you see and everything that we do, we know that you guys reap the, the fruit of the same that we, we have as well. So thank you very much for giving. Amen. And, oh, hi, honey. <laughs> you want to say something? I don't know. I'll let Annie say something and greet you so you can meet her uh, up here as well. She's always got something to say, I know. So you say something. I believe the Lord has something to say <laughs> all the time. And I don't, really. But I, 
I thank you, you, you know, for all the weather and every situations and for the last two years and I have a stroke and a small stroke and you guys always pray for me and from I cannot walk and sit in a wheelchair, I will paralyze half of my body, but you know, for your praise, and you are, you, you are seeds of lightness of God. And uh, when you praise, and God always answers, pray that you pray for me. Now I, I heal, and um, I uh, got healed, and uh, I know it's uh, sitting in a wheelchair no more. Um, God healed my uh, have a body, and my mouth totally completely healed, no more. But uh, yeah, not go like that no more. My mouth, <laughs> my, my mouth now look no more. Thank you, and uh, I thank you, Jesus, God, and God Almighty. Give Him praise in the holy name, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And God totally completely heal me. And uh, now, uh, nothing happened to me no more. So I come back 100%. Huh? I love God. I love God. And I'm go fully to serve uh, Lord God Almighty. And uh, many out there need Jesus, just like I am, like you are. So... Uh, I'm here. <laughs> and I have difficult in my eye, so uh, I depend on the Lord to heal, completely heal my eye. And one night I lay in bed and talked to him. I heard he speak to me. So um, he said, unfinished. And I asked him why unfinished. He said that didn't have Anything to do with I and lean up my eye, but have to do with my blind, my, uh, you know, when I have stroke. So uh, take little pork and my motor body and lean up my eye. I cannot see clear, clear like you see, but I thank God I still see. But not like you seeing, and uh, this eye, Jesus eye. <laughs> um, so I'm not worried about my eye, but I need uh, my husband, you know, help me in the natural, and in spirit, the Lord God Almighty, you know, help me, and my husband help me. He, uh, he, a man of God. I honor my husband. He's uh, really encouraging, you know, to me for the last two and three years now, you know, um, for me to be here today. And uh, the word I speak to you, then uh, hopefully you hear me well clear. You, usually my word is shloop, shloop, like. 
slow slope whatever <laughs> and uh, i cannot speak clear for another people to understand me so now god heal me and that you know so when i speak to a congregation or i teach and i discipling in a class so my word no more slow and and now i speak clear and when i do the sermon and the lord jesus help me to do the sermon by the power of pure holy spirit he a mighty he grace <laughs> to him alone be calling you know i thank god for all of you that back me up to serve wonderful god you know and uh, i thank god you know and uh, he gave me his word that i was done he said to me not by our might not by our power but by his spirit that he gave to do in me will help me what to like me will lead me how to do the work of ministry of the lord jesus that he gave it to me that i would take on now in my life to share the life living and truly in him I didn't earn anything but he give everything to keep under people to to hear he word and he voice and to hear you know the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to next generation to come for you know people shall know him and then and I thank you God for that thank you for all your prayer Thank you for all your love. Thank you for all you give, and thank you especially for those that faithful to God. And you stand in a gap for me and my husband, and you pray for me. So now I'm totally, completely healed, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for you for all things. And I bless you. I thank you. You, thank you. Amen. Isn't she cute? <laughs> I love her a lot, and uh, I, she's always saying, you know, and complaining because I have to take care of her. And I say, well, I like it. You know, we're married forty-one years. She took care of me. I never got to do anything. So now I get to take care of her for the next forty-one. So. And we expect to live that long and serve God. Amen. Uh, I got a little short video. It's like five minutes. I'll let you look at that. It'll like let you see everything we do or what we've done over the last two years since. Actually, it's been mostly a year, but a little over that we were able to go to out a little bit when Annie was recovering. We recovered for one year, and then last January we started going out again and and serving God more. So. Can you show the video? Is it okay?
that they would know His love. Sing it with me if you can. On the Father's heart is Father's heart is every soul that they would know His love over the sea and right next door. ones are waiting to be transformed by His love on the Father's heart is every soul that they would know his love that they would know his love on the Father's heart. the Father's heart is every man on the Father's heart is every life that they would know Sing it with me if you can. On the Father's heart is every child. On the Father's heart is every man. On the Father's heart. And right next door 
precious ones are waiting to be transformed by his love on the Father's heart is every soul that they our grandson there are those that don't know <laughs> and the girl that was leading the worship is our daughter our adopted daughter there in thailand so praise god we've been uh, moving around a little bit the last year and a half or so and uh, god is moving everywhere to be honest with you, god is truly moving in all of asia especially in vietnam i'm amazed at what's going on in vietnam we're in touch with the the people there and the one leader over there and it, he sends me pictures and reports all the time and they're they're going all over and they're evangelistic as anybody I know they're just winning people all over and in our church too you know our church is growing and like pastor Sam has shared you know we're building a new building and uh, our church now is uh, not big enough we're probably running 3 to 400 people a week uh, on Sundays and uh, uh we even got people coming from Cameroon now. You know, we got Africans coming to our our church. Praise God! And uh, we're well, Annie was always wanting to go to Africa, and and uh, we couldn't go, so we went to Thailand. God sent us to Thailand. Now He's bringing Africa to us. So, Amen. <laughs> so it's a uh, it's ex- really exciting what God is doing, and uh, you know, a lot of people think that at our age we should be thinking about retirement, and Annie and I are. They're thinking, oh my God, time's getting short. We need to, <laughs> we need to go as hard as we can, as long as we can, and as long as we got strength and energy, we don't have any plans of slowing down. You know, we want to serve God as much as we can. Amen. Let me just share just a few things tonight. A short word, I hope it'll be short. About uh, that, I feel that God laid on my heart for us as we go church to church and. Uh, it's about believing and continuing to believe in God. You know, the, I'll just start out with the first point. I only have two points. But the first point tonight is that God just wants us to believe in him. It's really simple. You know, Christianity is really simple. It's just believing in God and then continuing to believe in God uh, throughout our whole life as a Christian. And be honest with you, that's, I believe that's been God's plan since the beginning. You know, unfortunately, uh, Adam and Eve missed it up for all of us uh, in the Garden of Eden. But I'd like to go back there just for a minute tonight in the Garden of Eden. And uh, when God created Adam and Eve and placed them in the Garden, 
you know, they lived there. Everything was wonderful, you know. They, they lived in the presence of God, and they walked with God. They talked with God. They had a close relationship with God, and everything was sabai, sabai, in Thai. That's the way we say it, but everything was just wonderful. I mean, they were there with God. Everything was cool. Everything was, I mean, they didn't have any needs. There was nothing that they didn't need. I mean, everything was just fine. And then one day, God came to Adam and gave him a command. One command he gave him in Genesis, the second chapter, verse 16 and 17. And in Genesis, the second chapter, verse uh, chapter 2, excuse me, in Genesis, the second chapter, verse 16, I want to speak Thai to you guys. I'm a little jet lagged too, and I'm, this is only the second time I've spoken English since we've been back. And so... <laughs> In, the, in verse 16 and 17, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Verse 17 is the first command that we know of in the Bible. It's the first law. God gave Adam one law to follow. You'd think, you know, well, one law he ought to be able to keep, you know. You know, you know, we uh, we look at religion, you know, religion has, uh, you know, Buddhism has 300 and something laws that they have to keep to be able to be perfected that they might go on to a better life. And, you know, Judaism has 600 or more or something, something like that. But Adam only had one law. You'd think he would have been able to keep that one law, him and Eve, you know. And... You know, I'm not sure how long it was from the time that God gave Adam that command until they actually uh, uh, disobeyed God. But I'm sure that it was a time span of some. They had to walk by that tree every day. They had to walk by that fruit. And they say that the fruit was desirable. It was good to look at. It was, you know, I, I, I kid, you know, and here in America, sometimes we use the apple as a representation, you know, uh, or you see the little pictures in the kids' Bibles of an apple. Well, in Thailand, I use the durian. I don't know if you remember what a durian is. It's that weird-looking fruit with the thorns all over it. But it has a unique smell about it, and the Thai people love it. And so when I say that, they really get, oh, they get laughing and everything. But, but I mean, it has this smell that you can sell. And some, some hotels uh, will not let you take it in the hotel because of the smell. Uh, to us foreigners, usually the smell, some of the foreigners say it kind of smells like a, a baby that has just had needs its diaper changed, you know. <laughs> but but the fruit doesn't taste like that. The fruit is really good. I remember when Annie and I was years ago before. I mean, we were forty something years ago. We were living in Annie when she was pregnant. She would eat three of these things a day. They're big fruit, you know. And I'd come to the house and I said, "What is that smell?" And she. It's durian. I was like, oh, okay, okay. But she had tried to get me to eat it, and I'd hold my nose and eat it. It was pretty good, you know. Now I like the smell, but the Thai people love that, so that's what I use. And I said, I can imagine them walking by and smelling that every day. It smells so good. They could look at it, and it looked so good. But the truth was, God commanded them not to eat of that tree. Now, I want us to think about what happened. God gave them a command. Why did God give them a command in the first place? 
Everything was just wonderful. I mean, everything was so cool. And then that, all of a sudden, God gives him a command. Why did God give Adam that command? What was God trying to do? Was God trying to control them? Trying to force them to obey? Was he trying to make them fail so they could learn something? I don't think so. I think that God was just wanting Adam and Eve to believe him. To believe and obey. That's all that God was wanting to do. But God really was trying to protect them from danger. Danger from good and evil, knowing good and evil, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It was dangerous for the human race. Most of us think that, oh, the knowledge of good and evil. I say that in my new beginner's class and with type of us. What's so bad about good and evil? Knowing the good and evil, that's good. And they're like, yeah. And I'm saying, no. What does religions in the world do? They all say they know what's good and evil. What's right and what's not right. They base all of their laws upon what they say is right or not right. So basically, the tree of God, the knowledge of good and evil is basically a tree of religion. It's religion. It's, it's knowing what's good and what's, but, but, but we're not to know what's good or bad. We're supposed to know what God says. We're supposed to believe in God and do what God says. But God knew that religion or the knowledge of good and evil would separate Man from God. God was trying to protect Adam and Eve. God did not want Adam and Eve to fail. He did not want them to learn by failing. God wanted them to just believe and trust in him and obey him. Amen? Well, they obeyed for a while. But then Satan showed up. And Satan wanted Adam and Eve to believe him instead of God. Satan said, believe in, believe me and you'll be like God. With one statement, Satan deceived Eve and Eve eventually with Adam. And they began to doubt God. They stopped believing in God because of one statement. That Satan said. Satan does the same thing to us today. Just remember what he said to Eve. He said, eat from this tree and you'll be like God. Wasn't Adam and Eve like God already? They were created in the image of God. They're already in the image of God. And Satan says, eat and you'll be like God. They were already like God. Satan deceived her, and he does the same thing to Christians today. He lies and says, if you do this or you do that, you'll have happiness and you'll have peace in your life. If you have more money, you'll be happy. If you have a different wife, oh, or if you have a different husband, you'll be happy. And so on and so on and so on. But if we're a Christian already, we should already be happy. We should already have peace. We're already blessed in Jesus. All we have to do is just believe in him. 
God wanted Adam and Eve to learn by having faith in him and believing in God and what God had told them to do. That is what God wanted Eve and Adam to do. And the same with us today. He just wants us to believe what he says. He does not want us to learn by feeling. He does not want us to learn by experience. He wants us to learn by believing and trusting in him. Period. People that have children understand this more than people that don't. Because as children, when we raise our children, we, we give them rules and regulations to, to, and guidelines what to do and what not to do. Why do we do that? To protect them. We want our children to believe us. Believe me, if you touch that stove, it's going to hurt. good example is we tell our children don't play in the street you want them to learn by 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 experience no we want them to believe us i just want my children just to believe me i don't want them to get hurt and sometimes they do because they don't believe same with us with god god is the same with us Amen? But since the beginning, God has wanted his people to believe him. But because of the sin of Adam and Eve, we have a big problem. Because when we're born into this earth, we're separated from God. In the Old Testament, by God's grace and his mercy, he begins to try to teach the Israelites to believe in God once again. And they don't believe in God. They never did learn to believe. Even after all the miracles, they still didn't believe. And thousands of years later, today, God is wanting the whole world to believe in him. Every nation, every tongue, every person in the single world, God just wants them to believe in him. Why does God want man to believe in him? Why does God want every nation to believe in him? It's really simple. John 3.15 and 16 says that whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God is wanting to restore and reconcile the people of this earth to him and be in relationship with him again to believe in him and be his children again. That is what God wants us to believe for. He wants us to have a relationship with him. The first thing that we must do is to believe in him to have eternal life. Amen? Amen? Then we can go to point number two. Point number two is that God wants us to continue to believe in him. God wants us to believe in him first for salvation or eternal life. And then secondly, God wants us to continue to believe in him. Believing for salvation really is easy. Becoming a Christian is easy. It's simple. What we have to do for salvation is believe. Romans 10, 9 and 10, the, the Roman road, the, the, the way that we believe. Because if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart, not with our mind, 
But if we believe in our heart that God would raise him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. He wants us to believe for salvation. He wants us to believe in God to be reconciled to him. We're not saved by works, but we're saved by believing in God. Then we're going to heaven. We believe and we're saved. And now we don't have to do anything else. We believe already. We're going to heaven already. We don't have to believe anymore, right? No. Many people get believe and they get saved and they, hallelujah, I'm going to heaven. They go back to being what they were doing before. That's not what God wants. He wants us to continue to believe. He wants us to believe, to receive eternal life, be saved, and then he wants us to continue to believe. Why? John 20 verse 31 says, But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing or continuing to believe, you may have life in his name or abundant life in his name. The second believe in John 20 verse 31 is believing or continuing to believe. The second believe is believing, continuing to believe that you may have life or abundant life. We can have abundant life by believing in God. We have salvation by believing and continuing to believe we have the abundant life that Jesus gave us. It's a process of life. It's a method of living as a Christian to continue to believe. From beginning to end, from the time till we get saved, till we go to heaven, we have to believe. Amen? There's many people that are saved or in the church today that are Christian that are not living the abundant life that Jesus has given them because they're not continuing to believe. If you are not believing and continuing to believe God in a certain thing or a certain area, you're going to have a problem in that area, no matter what it is. Many in here tonight have believed for salvation. Probably everyone has believed for salvation already. But are you continuing to believe and trust in him and obeying his word today? Are you continuing to believe for your health? Are you continuing to believe for your finances or your marriage or your deliverance or your children that have gone astray? Are you continuing to believe every day? Amen? An example of continuing to believe and where it's very hard to continue to believe is tithing. Giving your tithe is a hard place for many people to continue to believe. God's instructions in the Bible are so clear. It's clear in the areas of tithing what God will bless us if we tithe. He'll, he'll open the windows of heaven and pour out his blessings in our life and rebuke the devourer of our life if we will give our tithe, if we will believe. But how many do not believe? How many people in the church today don't tithe? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. In time, because <laughs> they don't believe. If they believed it, they would do it. Hello.
If you don't believe, you're not going to do it. It all comes down to which voice you're going to listen to. Really, I believe that when we become a Christian, we're reconciled to God, and it's like we're in the Garden of Eden again. We're walking in the abundant life in the Garden of Eden Eden again, and who are we going to believe? God or Satan? There's still two trees to choose from. The tree of life, what God says, or the tree of good and evil, what the devil says, or what the world says. Which voice are we going to believe? Every single day of our life, we have a choice to believe and to continue to believe God. If you believe, you'll be blessed. If you don't, you won't. It's simple. Several years ago, I had to believe to be saved. This morning, when I woke up, I had to believe. Before we came here tonight, I had to believe that God would help me to speak to you tonight. Years ago, when Annie and I decided to give up our secular life and go into full-time ministry, we had to give up our jobs, our house, everything we had, and believe God. Then again, about three years later, after we had done that, made that decision and believed and became pastors in Palestine, uh, three years later, God told us to move to Thailand, and we had to believe again. We had to give up the church that we had worked so hard to try to develop and the, the people that we have grown to love so much. We had to sell everything we owned again and move to Thailand where we knew nobody. But we believed. And we went. Many times throughout our ministry in Thailand over the years, we've had to believe in God. But the biggest challenge of our life, Annie shared with you a minute ago, happened two years ago we were in America. We're here on our normal visit. We had been here already. We really only had 10 days left we had one more church or two more churches to go to before we were to go back to Thailand. And Annie had a mini stroke. Wound up in the hospital for four days, and many of you know her and were praying for us. When we came out of the hospital, like Annie said, she couldn't use the left side of her body. And to be honest with you, we didn't, had no idea what our future was going to be. Had no idea. We had to postpone our travel to get back to where now our home is. Everything we own and have is in, a, in Thailand, not in America. We had to postpone travel until finally we could make that step to believe God, to get on the plane, to go back. When Annie, I had to push her in a wheelchair. to get onto the plane, to get between the planes. We had to believe. I want to tell you, that was the longest flight of our life. Every five, ten minutes, Annie was, oh, oh, it hurt. And we'd have to stand up, and I'd have to massage her back. 
thank God for his favor because every step of the way, people were helping us. The stewardess fell in love with Annie. They gave us the best seats in the section where we sit because of God's favor. And throughout that whole first year and now the second year, Annie and I have continued to believe every day that she's going to get better and better. And you see tonight, she's stronger than me. Physically, I'm more worried about me than I am her sometimes. We go exercise. I, she, I can't keep up with her. She's walking. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> From being in a wheelchair two years ago to what she is today is a miracle of God. And she's, it's just amazing that God, how much God has healed her. But we're still believing for the eyesight to come back to normal and for God to heal anything else that needs to be taken care of in that little body or soul or whatever it is. We're still believing for God to heal every bit of it to make it whole. We believe for salvation, but then we must believe God every day. For everything that we face in life, we have to believe. Do you need to believe God for something today? Your health, your finances, your marriage, deliverance. Our life as a Christian is a daily process of believing God to lead us to a blessed life. God does not accept us by what we do. He accepts us by what we believe. If you believe and obey, God will bless you in every area of your life. Amen? The biggest blessing is eternal life. And I'm sure most of you here tonight have already believed in that much of have salvation or you wouldn't be here on Wednesday. If you haven't, though, you can do it tonight. You can believe tonight for salvation, for eternal life. You can have it just by believing in God. God wants you to believe in him. He wants to have a relationship with every person in the world. If you believe, you can have eternal life. And we saw how to do that. If we're already a believer, if we already have eternal life, and there's an area where we're not believing God and not obeying his word, whatever that might be, all we have to do is believe. And God will help us through it. I guarantee you he will help us. Amen? So just believe and continue to believe. I encourage you. Bless you all. Thank you for everything. Thank you for giving. Thank you for believing in us, Pastor Sam and Beverly. Thank you. Marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. I'm encouraged. Amen. Let's stand up together. I want to do two things. Uh, if you're here tonight and you're, you need to believe God for something special in your life, some situation, circumstance that you need an extra dose of faith uh, and someone to agree with you, just lift your hand wherever you are. Amen. Hey, look at there, Ralph. And everybody, look around. Everybody, 
they, they got things we got to believe him for. Amen. So now, here's what we're going to do. Ralph is going to pray in Thai for you. You get to hear in Thai, but what he's praying, a prayer of faith over you, over the circumstances of your life and connecting in faith together. So Ralph, come pray for them. Then we're going to pray for y'all. So if you had your hand lifted up, lift it up. He's going to pray in Thai, and I'm not going to interpret. <laughs> ขอพระเจ้าทรงช่วยพี่น้องทั้งหลายในห้องนี้ขอพระเจ้าทรงช่วยพี่น้องเพื่อจะเชื่อตลอดไปเพื่อจะเชื่อในพระองค์ตลอ